Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, and welcome to the Jewel Network Science Broadcast Frequency. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science, knowledge, and wisdom, which promotes and sustains the activation of present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolutionary planetary society on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to broadcasting the science of life and the science of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you'll be enabled to extract the very best the current 21st century has to offer. You are listening to Deborah's Healing Kitchen with your host, author, speaker, and myth culinary expert with Dr. Jewel Pukun's EQ Medicine Professional Alliance, Miss Deborah Peak Ames. Hello, welcome to Deborah's Healing Kitchen once again. I am so excited today because I have a fabulous guest. And I have some questions to ask this brilliant brother, and I know we're going to learn so much. And, you know, so many times we talk about, you know, general health issues, but today I want to be very specific, and I want to ask this wonderful brother, Chef Katie Awazu, and I'm going to tell, ask him to please pronounce his name again for us, just in case that I didn't get it totally correct, but I want to talk about the health from a brother's perspective, because we need our strong men. And here is a wonderful African-American brother who is an excellent chef. He's a nutritionist. I'll let him say a little bit more about his background. But, Chef, thank you so much for being on my my show today. I'm so excited about being able to interview you and you share with us much of your wisdom about good health. Please say a little Uh, bit about yourself. Greetings to you, my beloved sister, Deborah, Deborah P. Keynes. What a joy it is to finally you and I do connect. And thank you so much for inviting me into your healing kitchen. Again, my name is Chef Chef Kitty Awadu, a.k.a. also known as the brother from the future. And I have a, a wonderful set of things that really bring me to this stage of being one of the most well-informed and highly published authors in the field of preventive health and disease avoidance. I do work as a clinical nutritionist, meaning using food as nature's most perfect medicine, as well as much of my work is on in, in the field of what is called functional medicine. Mm-hmm. And basically, these are using food as well as other lifestyle strategies to prevent disease in the first place. So this well, year has been a wonderful year for me. I work as a celebrity chef for a number of other people, travel around the world, and I've just released my 34th book, Living awesome. Super in Paradise. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm a little behind. I have the two of your books, so I have to catch up on that. But um, – Thank you again for just your wealth of knowledge. And I want to talk a little bit about our brothers and some things that you feel that are essential for our brothers to know on how to better take care of themselves. Because as you know, there's so many of of our African-American brothers, our black brothers that have prostate issues. 
And so I want you to talk about that as well as cardiovascular disease. So what, what tidbits of wisdom can you give us about preventing those types of things? The core of what I teach is centered around what we call the seven principles of optimal health. For men, for women, for the entire family, these seven principles reign supreme. They are our breathing techniques, or our use of the breath, our use of hydration, nutrition, exercise, rest, detoxification, or cleansing of the internal body, as well as our psychological, spiritual orientation. What I am finding in my practice is that it's most often it is the women who are focusing their awareness, their consciousness on these issues and striving always to make a better pathway forward. But we do find that a number of men have committed themselves to this pathway of self-improvement and disease avoidance as well. In fact, I find that sometimes some of the most passionate ones committed to it are the men, but in a much, much smaller proportion than the women. When we're looking right. at the major issues affecting the health of the U.S. population as well as other advanced countries around the world, we cannot deny cardiovascular disease, cancer, overweight obesity, metabolic disorders, hypertension, as well as diabetes are really demanding more and more resources from the family. One other point I want to make here is that the, the, the position of men, primary uh, economic anchor of the family, is mm -hmm. being compromised because so much money is being diverted to chronic disease, many of which are avoidable. Right, right. That is, that is such a, a good point. And, uh, you know, our brothers are out there hustling. And I, I said this to many of our, um, you know, black brothers that, okay, look, you have come a long way. You have attained a lot of knowledge. You're at a place in your life where you can really mentor a lot of our young brothers and even sisters, and then you die. So, you know, I, I think it's really essential that we look at all of these components you just mentioned. And one of the things that I find really interesting, you know, I grew up with a mother who was on me about, okay, Deborah, did you eliminate today? Did you have a movement today? I mean, that may sound crass to some, but I now understand she knew that disease can start in the colon if you are not cleansing your system. And I find a, a lot of our brothers aren't really understanding the importance of cleansing and our digestive system, which has a lot to do with that. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. Detoxification is one of the most critical things that we can do to be able to maintain our health over a long period of time and avoid chronic disease diagnoses. I often liken the human body, which is an incredibly wonderful, complex machine designed by nature to be self-repairing, but I use the analogy of a Mercedes-Benz. If I'm saying to my, my audience, you were given a free Mercedes-Benz, no cost ex at all. You pick the one you want. How are you going to treat that Mercedes? Are you going to clean it? Are you going to clean it only on the outside and allow mm -hmm. debris and trash and other things to build up on the inside of your Mercedes? 
Are you going to follow the manufacturer's specifications for what kind of fluids to put in it, how often to change the fluids, what type of maintenance? If you do follow the manufacturer's specifications for your luxury automobile, you will have a reasonable expectation of longevity and high performance. Well, guess what? The complexity of that Mercedes-Benz is literally not as complex as the pinky tip on my left little finger. What are you doing to follow the manufacturer's specifications for your body maintenance, which is expected to outlast that Mercedes-Benz by three to four times? Wow, wow. That is really something. Well, you know, you said something um, initially I find very intriguing. I've done some reading about it, and one of the things I understand in this country we don't do quickly and we don't do enough of is deep breathing. Can you say mm-hmm. a little bit about how breathe, proper breathing is really part of healing? When it comes to the seven principles, I always state breathing first. For people who may not doubt me, I say, well, hold your breath. Let's see how long you live. Right, right, right. But it's much, much more than that. Breathing is connected directly to energy creation. The inadequacy of the breathing process is one of the most direct links to the mutation of cells, which then become cancerous. When cells mutate from their aerobic stage, which is called eukaryotic, to an anaerobic stage because you're getting insufficient oxygen to the cells called prokaryotic, these mutated cells can replicate themselves, and that is the actual basis of the formation of cancer. So the breath is also related to cancer. I am about to turn 63 years young. I do a number of athletic, physical, and exercise feats that people are shocked at. I'm nearly 63, and I still will do 100 push-ups in one set nearly every day. Wow. It is because I have learned to manage the breath. I just climbed the tallest mountain in the Caribbean basis. It was my breath and the rhythm of my steps which took me all the way to the top of the mountain and the back. So when it comes down to these seven principles, yes, the first is the breath, and there's a lot to learn there, Sister Deborah. Well, so now would you say, of course, that the breathing is really linked back to, you know, the exercise and the movement of the body? Absolutely, because the breath combines with the fuel which is in our body, that's known as glucose. It's from carbohydrates that we eat, converted to this simple sugar called glucose, which is the body's primary fuel for energy. So with oxygen and with fuel, you combine that to create energy. We are essentially energy beings. Life is about Mm. energy. The creator Mm -hmm. blew energy onto this beautiful planet and gave life to every living creature. It's all about the flow, the creation, the preservation, and the conservation of energy. That's a very strong point in my system of living superfood disease avoidance. Wonderful. Now, the second, and and I want to ask you one other thing, because we're going to have to have a part two to this, because I have some other questions I want to get to, but for for this first session, tell us a little bit more about hydration, because I know that is a huge issue with people drinking sodas and things that are dehydrating, and then we're not drinking enough water. So talk a little bit about the importance of hydration. 
I hope people are really understanding what you're saying, Deborah, when you talk about dehydration being forwarded because of a distraction of the fluids that many of us are consuming, sodas, coffee, and a number of alcohol. These are anti-hydration substances, beer, mm-hmm. et cetera. But we're being lied to by commercial media and other sources into thinking that they are, quote, unquote, refreshing. But what right. is refreshing is water. Water is 71% of the surface of this planet. It is 70% of a healthy adult's body, 85% of our brain. And at the moment of death, the number one associated symptom is dehydration. So literally drinking water can hold back the, the doorway of death if we are in that type of a situation. Cardiovascular disease definitely associated with dehydration, high blood pressure, hypertension, stroke, pulmonary, as well as brain embolisms. So when we understand how the flow of blood carrying the oxygen, carrying the fuel, is negatively impacted because our bodies are dehydrated, now we can understand just how simple this process is that nature has designed for you and I to stay healthy. Right. Now, now tell me this. What type of water do you typically recommend? I mean, I know about alkaline. I know about spring. I always tell people to avoid drinking from the tap. There has to be some type of filter. But what do you typically suggest to some of your uh, patients and customers? Most of us who are going to be hearing this call, as well as most of us living in this country, are living in an urbanized situation. So Mm -hmm. access to pristine mountain spring water is not so convenient for most of us, even though that's the best water for which our bodies were designed. For myself, there are two solutions that are most handy living in the city. Number one is a point-of-use water filter, which you attach to your house. Most likely for drinking water will be in the kitchen with a solid carbon block filter as well as granulated filter, some people use reverse osmosis filters that use membranes instead of solid carbon box. Both of those Mm -hmm. are very, very useful. For myself, I have a water store just about two blocks away, and I like going to the water store and filling up about three to four, five-gallon water bottles. What do I use? Reverse osmosis water that has been oxygen reinforced. There's Mm. one challenge with that is because when they use reverse osmosis, it does remove key minerals from the water. And so, therefore, you must have a strategy for making sure you get the full spectrum of minerals needed for daily health maintenance. Wow. Well, that is really, really awesome. Well, I I want people to be able to get in contact with you, and this is our, our part one, but can you give them a little bit more information about how people can connect with you so that if they want more information, they can they can have access? Uh, thank you so much. I do want to be as helpful, as handy, and as close to people on their magnificent journey toward perfect health as possible. My name is Chef Keedy, and you can reach me at my website, the primary website, livingsuperfood.com. No S, livingsuperfood.com, where we say, Deborah, food is nature's most perfect medicine, and medicine has never tasted like this before. I do have two recipes books out now, and I am a celebrity chef around the world. 
Awesome, awesome. So this is Deborah's Healing Kitchen, and I just really appreciate Chef Keedy and what he shared with us was profound and helpful. And so please tune in. We're going to have another conversation that will benefit you and your family because we want you not to just live a long life but live a long life well. So please go to my website, DebraPKaines.com, for more information. And also, I have my second book that's out now, The Simplified Guide to Healthy Living. And I would love to connect with you. You can go to my Facebook page as well, Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Deborah P. Haynes and Deborah's Healing Kitchen. This is part two of a wonderful discussion we are having with my guest, Chef Kibi Awadu. I always get his name uh, wrong, but he has such a wonderful spirit, and he will say his name for you again because I want you to hear this brother. We started off with a great conversation about wellness as it relates to our brothers and some basic things all of us can benefit from, but we're going to go into um, some specifics that he would like to share with you regarding prostate cancer and other information, and then we're going to carry the conversation to another level. So, Chef, thanks again for coming and being with us again. If you could just kind of give your quick introduction so we can go right into the meat of the matter, and, of course, the plant-based meat of the matter. Ah, thank you so much, my beloved sister Deborah, for the invitation into your healthy healing kitchen. It is absolutely a joy for me to be here. You had mentioned about prostate cancer. This is a subject which is very controversial in the research community. I will be honest with you, and I've had no small number of challenges to my position, but over 25 years ago, I was telling people that I am extremely apprehensive about prostate cancer diagnostic methods, the PSA test, prostate-specific right. antigen test. I've never believed in the test, and my position has been further reinforced when Dr. Richard Ablin, A-B-L-I-N, the man who discovered PSA, himself puts out a book called The Great Prostate Hoax. Many, many men are being tricked into taking a test which is scientifically invalid. Mm. Then they're being conned into a bunch of procedures which are unnecessarily expensive, even resulting in certain cases in chemical castration. Wow. 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 And, you know, to your point, I have heard about that and have read about that, that these these tests sometimes as a misdiagnosis, and of course that causes stress, and stress is not healthy. And so, what what do you suggest men do to in order that their prostate 
maintain health or if, they, if, if, if they're not healthy, what do you suggest that they do? What kind of regimen should they begin? With the current disease burden of not only cancer but cardiovascular disease and a number of other metabolic disorders, the best thing to do is engage a preventive lifestyle. This is what mm-hmm. you teach. This is what you do with your healing kitchen. The preventive lifestyle is accessible. There are some people, Deborah, who think it's too expensive to live right. a disease preventive lifestyle. I have all the numbers on my desk. I've been measuring this all day long. It is 17 times more expensive to be a heavy user of the healthcare system than it is to be a light user of the healthcare right. system. A person like myself, other than one day, I have not been in that healthcare system for nearly four decades. I've remained completely outside of it. So the, the best advice is a disease prevention lifestyle with the rate of cancer now approaching over one out of three people, approaching one out of two in our lifetime, people are going to have to take, get serious about the lifestyle things that prevent cancer. One of the most damaging things we know we have evidence for is the consumption of meat, dairy, highly processed foods, as well as foods cooked at very high temperatures, all mm-hmm. significantly increase the rate of people being diagnosed with cancer. Wow, wow. Now, now, what is your thought on, you know, there's a, a lot of environmental issues that can wreak havoc on our bodies. And so, you know, my thought is if, if we can fortify ourselves internally, it will help us, you know, actually combat those things coming against us externally. So what, what is your thought on that? Because a lot of urban areas, particularly, you know, African-American communities, there's a lot of environmental issues. So what's your thought on that? And that's an excellent, excellent point that you make. My latest book out, my 34th book, I must say, is entitled Living Super in Paradise, Creating Space for Perfect Health. Mm. In chapter one of the book, chapter one is entitled, It's a Hostile World Out There. And one of the things that I listed, I listed a group of almost 40, uh, actually almost 50, mental and environmental stressors. So mm. when you point out that these environmental issues are existing, yes, these are the environmental stressors. The beautiful thing about having this list in hand, and I'll make sure you get a copy of the book as soon as possible, is Please. that we can come up with strategies to combat every one of these mental and environmental stressors. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're all about. That's what you and I are teaching. I'm hoping people are taking our conversation today to heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, you know, um, I really want to talk with you further about this whole program I'm putting together for our youth because I think we have to start young teaching them about what they can do so they can live, you know, healthier, uh, higher quality of life. And so the information you're saying is just so important. So just tell me, how did you start on this path? Because, I, you know, I definitely have a testimony, but I, wanna, I want people to hear how did you start on this path? Uh, my story really begins at the beginning of life. I was very fortunate to have been born to my father was an industrial chemist. Wow. And when I was about four years, of, or four years of age, my father bought some rural land from a farmer who was retiring. He sold 40 acres of land only to black families, and we all moved to the countryside. 
So we had a beautiful orchard, a huge garden. My father put a, his college library into the house, and our mother homeschooled us to the point that I was literally studying from my father's college textbooks, teaching myself to speak French before entering the first grade. Awesome. So coming, coming out of high school, I, although I was academically gifted, I never did enroll in college, but fate put me in a biological research laboratory within a year after graduating high school. So I spent what would have been my college years in a biological research laboratory. I worked as a cryogenics technician, which is a fancy way of saying I was a sperm freezer. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So the love of science, the love of biology, and deeper integration into the biological sciences and research has accompanied my whole life. At a certain point, while traveling as an entertainer, I started learning how to eat clean, live clean, therefore leading me into ital food, vegetarian, vegan. I have since developed a system which on a scale of 1 to 11, 1 being the worst of the worst junk food, 11 being orthomolecular medicine, my system comes in at level 10. It's actually five levels or four levels above being vegan. Wow, that, that's really something. That's really something. Now tell me, now when um, men come to you, you know, really wanting to change, how do you introduce them? to your system because I you know I know we don't have time to go into all the details but just give us a a simplified like I like to simplify things for people because sometimes we get so much information and we're inundated but if people just get a simple way of of walking into the path I think then they might have sustainability so what is a few simple things you would tell our brothers well most men especially when they get to be middle and older age, are really going to be focusing in on about three fundamental areas. For one, they want their food to be enjoyable. They don't want to be eating boring food. And a lot of people, when they think about vegan and vegetarian, they think about eating celery and carrots, and I agree with them. I don't like boring food and no exactly, one else Exactly, exactly. So taste and texture of the food becomes very important. As a master chef, I know how to blow their mind if I can get them in front of one of my plates full of food. Secondly, men are, like women, very concerned about the movement of energy through their body. If that energy gets bottlenecked, we start gaining weight and gaining weight without getting a productive outcome. We're just carrying around a bunch of unused energy. So energy management, energy flow is very important. It's a significant contributor to all aspects of our life. And third, most men, like myself, want to remain, uh, retain their youthful virility. This is the level of free testosterone that is available in the blood. I'm proud to say I am younger at 63 than I was in my early 40s because I have reversed the aging process and I have regained the hormonal glandular structure that I enjoyed when I was in my late 1920s. In fact, my weight has come down from a lifetime high of about 180 pounds. Today I weighed in at 149 pounds, which is exactly what I weighed when I was 27 years old. That is awesome. Now how long did it take you to get to that point? Well, really, this phase of the journey starts when I went from being a vegan 
to a raw superfood vegan some eight years ago. With mm-hmm. just that move alone, I was able to remove 14% of my body weight, 26 pounds in 28 days. Wow. Not only reducing the body 26 pounds in 28 days, but on the 28th day, I woke up and I did 610 sit-ups in one set. I have since, in the last three months, broken my all-time lifetime record for sit-ups in one set at 700, and I was able to achieve this year 131 push-ups in one set with no break. That's quite a feat, even for someone half my age. So are, you tr- are you trying to make me feel bad? I'm trying to make you feel as wonderful as you know you sound, my beloved sister. We're just, you and I are showing people the potential of our beautiful body, our loving body, as it's well integrated into the natural order. That's what we teach. Right. And, you know, it's really interesting because when I was doing one of my events here in Dallas, and uh, I just made the statement that we have bought into a notion that what Getting older means getting sick. And I said, that's a lie. And we have that's been right. taught that. And so I said, when you get to be, you know, at the time I was in my, you know, late 50s, I, and I said, you should be able to bend over and easily touch your toes. So I did it. And people were like, oh, my goodness, she could touch her toes. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is really bad. Half the room was shocked that I could touch my toes. So what does that mean, that people are out there and they are not moving and they don't have the flexibility that they should have at any age? No, you are so absolutely right. And congratulations on your healthy status. I recall meeting you just about a year ago this week, and I would have more or less pegged you as being in your young 30s. So, oh, you're uh, very kind. Longevity I, I, I has been kind to you, my dear. Later. Okay. <laughs> we can work that out. Well, another, you know, but I, another, I was going to say, misca- really important. People mm. have to look at you and know that you're doing what you're talking about. So thank you for that. That's right. We need to be a prime example that we're qualified to teach what it is we wish to teach. Another right. misconception people have about aging is that at a certain point, Many people expect you to uh, expect to be falling into the category of geriatric diseases and disorders as well as cognitive disorders, losing our ability to read, our eyesight, losing our memory, etc. I say just the opposite. If you do it the right way, your brain only gets stronger and stronger at this point. I can't wait to turn 95 years old to prove to everybody that I am the youngest 95-year-old person on the planet. Right, right, right. And, you know, you mentioned something in our first uh, our first section, you know, last week you had talked about, you know, the whole motion, emotional piece. And I think there's so many stressors and things that we're going through, and people don't understand how what we put in our bodies can help us manage that much better. Instead of, you know, like people say, I want comfort food, but as I said, comfort food is not really comfortable. It's making you really sick. So we need to find those foods that's going to energize us and help us manage whatever we're going through. That's right. And we call those foods superfoods. Superfoods are a class of foods known to have the greatest density of critically needed nutrients. Our bodies need eight classes of nutrients to be fully healthy. 
And so superfoods are just loaded with these eight different classes of critical nutrients, and they're also available in the most accessible means possible. Superfoods include foods like goji berries, uh, coconut products, Honey is loaded with superfoods. Your greens, of which kale is the super green of them all. Sea vegetables, a lot of nuts and seeds are just loaded with critically needed nutrients. And so, therefore, we have crafted our medicine. We have crafted our medicine to heal the body, restore the body, revitalize the body. We've crafted it around delicious-tasting gourmet foods based upon as many superfoods as we can include in the diet every day. Well, you know, one of the uh, foods that I just love, and I think it's from my childhood because I grew up and we had greens every day just about. Now, of Mm -hmm. course, back then they had, you know, the, the pork and the greens, which is Still not the same pork that we eat today because that pork wasn't contaminated like it is today, but it was still pork. However, we were used to always having greens, so turnips, mustards. Uh, my father loved kale, collards. And many black people in our community, we grew up with a garden of greens. So do you have access to an organic garden, and do you include those types of greens in your in your weekly diet? Fortunately for me, as our father taught us by the age of eight years old to work in the garden, to maintain the garden. As a matter of fact, my first job was selling extra produce from our own garden to the local community. I've been able to maintain that my entire life. I'm proud to say that as a chef, I can step just about eight paces outside my kitchen door and to be able to pick my fresh greens and my culinary herbs and other seasonal crops necessary to keep my body healthy and young and strong. And Sister Deborah, I'm proud to say that at age 63, I have never been on pharmaceutical drugs. Unfortunately, currently some 60% of American adults over the age of 20 are on pharmaceutical drugs. I'm not going out like that. Well, that is wonderful. You know, you said something else that's really important because I talk to people and it really bothers me. When I go someplace and say it's November and people are trying to feed me melon in the (laughs) fall and the winter, and I said, this is totally out of season. You shouldn't be eating this fruit now. So could you talk a little bit more about the importance of eating foods in season? This is very paradoxical because on one hand, I grew up in Ohio, where it was pretty much meat, potatoes, and corn, and green beans, and those kind of simple things. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a chance to travel around the world. I love avocados. I love mm-hmm. my coconut products. So on one hand, we get access to a global food supply chain where we get a right. chance to consume foods wonderfully exotic, and actually many of them great for our health. But the downside right. of that is is that the way the food is traveling around the world nowadays compromises the integrity of much of that food. So you're right. Melons out of season, melons with no seeds, melons that don't even resemble anything that nature might have created, we've got to right. be very cautious, very aware, very conscious of what we're putting in our body as well as the sensitivity so if our body doesn't like something, we need to know it first before the doctor tells us that. Exactly. And, you know, I haven't been able to find grapes with seeds. I, I've been to health food stores. I've been many places. I cannot 
find grapes with seeds. Have you been able to find them? Yes, I have, and I'm proud to announce. One of the things that I do, whatever city I'm in, I always attempt to find a high-quality Hispanic supermarket because okay, they have a tendency to, to have the watermelons with seeds as well as the grape with seeds, and the prices, they will usually have one day a week, or, which is the special prices of verducas y, y uh, frutas, fruits and vegetables at a cheaper price. So I always shop there. I shop at a lot of different ethnic markets, from Korean markets to Middle Eastern markets, the Ethiopian and Caribbean markets. It's a great way of traveling the world through our culinary palate. Well, that is an excellent suggestion. I have been in some Asian markets, but to really broaden, you know, the Ethiopian and the Hispanic markets, I am going to put that on my list of things to do because, like you nah. said, that's a way of accessing some things that we may not typically see in our other stores. So thank you for that tip. That's really helpful. Is there anything else that you would like to, to say to our brothers about their health and what they need to do? My father, brilliant, loving, well-disciplined man that he was, he was a genius, but he only lived to be 69 years of old of age. He died at the average age for the death of black men in America, and I regarded this beautiful man as far more than average. I say to the other men, we owe it not only to ourselves, we owe it to our spouses, our families, our children, we owe it to our siblings. We owe it to the community and to the world. We have got to do a much better job of maintaining our disease avoidance and healthy lifestyle. The money being taken away from the last year of life of a cancer or cardiovascular disease death it amounts to about $60,000 on average. This is the mm. last year of life. That money belongs to our children to buy houses and start business, pay off their college loans. It belongs to the entire family for intergenerational wealth transfer. So, brothers, right. we've got to have a plan. And I want the brothers out there to join with me, and let's help all of our brothers reach much better long-term health outcome. Right, right. That is so profound. And, you know, like you talk about, you know, your health is your wealth. And we don't always connect the dots to how our health has a lot to do with our wealth and how we can actually get in a better space when it comes to, you know, resources for our community, for our children. So I think what you're saying is so, so needed, and I'm really hoping that our listeners are absorbing this and taking notes because we really need to look at this much closer. So please tell us um, – uh, how people can get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing. And because, you know, I'm going to have to have an offline conversation with you because I want you to uh, give me a, a good diet for the next month so I can uh, go to a whole nother level. Uh, we do have a program which is called the Reboot Online, 30 Days to a New You. So I'm going to give the people the link to that website. It'll cross okay. the link you to my other 30 websites or so. And this one is entitled GetTheWeightOff.info. GetTheWeightOff.info. We have the reboot online, 30 days to a new you. And Sister Deborah, you will be so happy when you see the program. It is a, if people want to get the weight off, it's no dieting. Good. That's good. 
wait, it sounds paradoxical, it sounds contradictory, it sounds like a miracle. It is a miracle. And so get the weightoff.info. You're going to learn about what we do, and you're going to see a picture of me, and maybe you may judge that, yes, he does look like he's in competition for the healthiest and youngest 63-year-old man on the planet. Well, I have one other question before I let you go. How do you maintain this with all of your travels? Because, you know, my husband and I travel quite a bit. So mm-hmm. can you give us a couple of tips for that? And I'm always looking for places that are in line with what I eat. But, you know, mm-hmm. please give us some tips. Well, for one, I do quarterly detox four times a year. and I'm in my summer detox season right now. I take 28 days out to clean my body. A part of that detox is I can go up to seven days on water only. So, therefore, being out and away from my kitchen, away from home, I'm not freaking out if I can't find food. All I have to do for a few days is just be able to find some high-quality water to drink. But I will also travel with, a, if I'm going overseas, I'll take about four bags worth of trail mix with me, and that can get me through almost a week along with water. But I make it a point, if I'm going to be in a city for two, three days, the second day or so I'm there, I find myself a high-quality grocery store. And I can eat simple foods. But you know something, Deborah? Most of the time, people love having me at their house. For some odd reason, people love having a celebrity chef be their, their guest for the week. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to come to your town, Deborah. Yes, we can't wait for you to come. We're going to have a wonderful time. Thank you so much for sharing your information. So please repeat again how people get in, can get in contact with you. All right. The reboot is at gettheweightoff.info. I am Chef Keedy, K-E-I-D-I. It has been an absolute pleasure to spend this time inside of Deborah's Healing Kitchen. I'm so grateful to you, my beloved sister. Well, thank you for being our guest, and thank you for your wisdom and what you have shared. And, of course, please come back to Deborah's Healing Kitchen. We will have um, the chef on again at another time. But please listen so you can get the information that you need for your family, for yourself, for a higher quality of life. Please go to my website, DeborahPKaines.com, and remember my book is out, The Simplified Guide to Healthy Living. Look forward to coming to you again next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week and rest of the day. Thank you. Deborah P. Kaines, here each Tuesday at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Jewel Network, hosted by thejewelnetwork.com, e4medicine.com, EndeavorsHealingKitchen.com for our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at www.thejewelnetwork.com. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at www.thejewelnetwork.com. If you'd like to contact Miss Deborah. Please send your email to Deborah P. Kane at juis.education. Follow us on Facebook at Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Thank you. This broadcast is under full copyright and trademark protection owned by the House of Jewels. 
This broadcast in its entirety, nor any part of this broadcast, can be reproduced, copied, transcribed, placed in podcast format, placed into MP3 format, or suspended on any internet digital location without express permission from the House of Jewels, Washington State, USA. To reproduce or suspend this broadcast in any digital location other than the Jewel Network is prohibited and legal proceedings will follow accordingly. Thank you for listening.